When is the last time you listened to a podcast about web development, web design, and small business and didn't fall asleep? Yes, we cover web development, web design, and small business, but like actual human beings with personalities. If you're a beginner, we're not going to talk over your head. It's more like asking your buddy for help. We have guests, we have fun, and let me tell you, these two can get off on a tangent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HTML All The Things Podcast. This is Matt Lawrence and Mike Curran. That's right, everybody. We are back, and this is episode 116, What We Need to Do Better. I'm Matt, that's Mike, and this week we'll be discussing our personal inefficiencies. And then in the web news, what's your excuse for going mobile? Now, if this sounds interesting to you and you want to support the show, you can go check us out on that Patreon, leave a review or rating on your podcast app, join us in our Discord server, or share this with your friends. And now it's time for our weekly pain points. So, Mike, please take it away. All right. So, weekly pain point this week is looking for a new phone. Um, I'm kind of just passively looking right now. So Matt, Matt and I talked about this before the podcast, but essentially my plan is to change phones sometime around Christmas. My phone's already kind of over two years old now, and I like to stay up to date with it. I'm a phone enthusiast to a certain degree. Uh, it's still serving pretty well. The battery's kind of dying a little bit faster than I would like it to, and it has had a few glitches where all of a sudden by 12 o'clock in, in the afternoon, my phone is at 0% after I charge it all night. So that kind of stuff scares me a little bit. So I want to be proactive and make sure that I can, uh, that I have a phone that will last me the full day and will be, perform to what I need it to do. So I've been slowly looking at deals. Like I don't want to be too fast. I want to, I want to go slow and get the best deal as I possibly can. That's kind of how I work with large purchases. Um, but that's been taking up a little bit of my time and it's been kind of a a stress point. A sli- I mean, I don't want to say it's a stress point because I do like looking at phones. The only thing that kind of stresses me out is making sure I, I get a good deal, I guess. And maybe that's a little bit weird because it should be like, you know, an enjoyable thing. But for me, it's like if I if I buy something and it all of a sudden has an even better sale like a week later, it'll piss me off. Um, that's just me. Like, I think that's just like a, a personal preference thing. If it's like a, a couple months later, I won't care because obviously I would already use it for a couple months and that's worth something and like you can't you can't always predict but if like if it's literally like you know i buy something and then like a day or two later i get something i get there's a better deal that pisses me off so i, I try to get the best deal when i possibly can and uh you know move on from there but that's about it what about you matt uh so my my weekly pain point is actually the 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 pivot the pivot is coming what i mean by that is months ago we announced that i was sort of pivoting so i could do a little bit more hat stuff and uh like i was trying to finish sort of what was on my plate uh so that is starting to come to fruition so i'm on two big projects that i won't mention specifically but uh, i'm on two big projects right now both are coming to an end one of them might actually be done uh there's some maintenance stuff and that type of thing uh as mike and i are working on getting ourselves some passive income as we do in this industry as people do in this industry but uh yeah so like two of them are coming to an end uh effectively my job is done on both it's more like formality of like publishing and getting the domain and stuff like that but it two big projects are pretty well done there's a third project that's just come up though so maybe it'll throw my life back into turmoil i don't know because from the scale of it it sounds like it's really big so we don't know like we'll see we'll have to see if the person has the budget and stuff like everything is totally in the works and like whatever but i'm slowly becoming 
hopefully more free. So I've been really hands-on on these two projects, and that's why I've been absent from the stream and only doing the only doing the podcast and like sometimes not even really posting on social. It's just because I literally have nothing to post on social because I'm only working on client projects, uh, which is totally fine. Like I'm not complaining obviously about client work. It's just a matter of it being, um, you know, like really time robbing, if you will. So two big projects almost done. Um, hopefully that will come to fruition and then like, hopefully I'll be able to actually like, or my, I guess my pivot will hopefully come to fruition <laughs> and I'll actually be able to finish the hat site and that type of stuff. And finishing things is actually one of the little, things we'll be talking about in this episode so i'm going to pass it off to mike to sort of take it into the episode okay uh yeah so and that like whatever matt just said is going to really flow into this episode really well because what what we're going to be talking about in segment number one is what i'm not good at um and this was referring to myself and matt so i'm going to be talking obviously about myself matt's going to talk about what he's not good at and some stuff that we want to improve, what some some stuff that, that we don't want to improve, uh, because we know that we're not, you know, superhumans and we're able to do everything. We've got to know our limitations. So that's going to be part of the discussion as well. So again, it's important to know your deficiencies. So, you know, know when to outsource something, know what, what to improve and know what will take more time in a project, know what you can't improve, stuff like that. Like you want to make sure that what you're investing your time in is something that will give you something back, either that being maybe joy or maybe actual, you know, money, monetary stuff, or the knowledge to eventually gain that monetary income. Um, next, I'll be, you know, personally, I've got a few deficiencies that I need to work on and a few that I know will have to wait and be outsourced or somehow, you know, just pushed to the backlog. So personally, what I need to work on right now is kind of, many fold. Um, and I'll talk about, I'll talk about different categories as well of stuff to work on. So it's not only going to be like coding stuff, it's going to be managing stuff. It's going to be personal, like portfolio stuff. It's going to be the very specific technical stuff. So I'll, I'll talk about, you know, a plethora of different ones. So first of all, it's going to be a management one a little bit because I have been doing a little bit more management. I have been doing, I have been leading a team. So that's where I've noticed a little bit of my deficiencies come up. And one of those deficiencies is providing criticism, criticism to others code during code reviews. I'm always kind of hesitant to provide direct criticism. And then the other thing is like, I don't know, know exactly what to criticize sometimes, because to me, I mean, if the code works, it works. If it doesn't conform to my standards, which are pretty loosey goosey, uh, to be fair, like they are kind of uh, very lax, then they probably shouldn't be. That's another part of it where I should be like, you know, pointing out in every single code review, some things that people can improve on, because there's no way that anyone's writing code that's perfect, including myself, right? So I, this is what I would want for my team to do to me. So I should be doing this for my team. I've, I find that to be a challenge at this point, And that's a challenge that I will need to improve on. I'm going to try to do that. Like, I'm going to try to maybe read a couple more, a couple books on code reviews and coding practices in general, um, maybe get some mentorship on that. I know a few people that, you know, perform a lot of code reviews. So I might be reaching out to them, uh, to get some feedback and some mentorship on actually providing a proper code review and stuff like that. So I'm, I am going to be improving that. That is something on my docket. That's something that's going to be important moving forward. So again, that's why it's something that I absolutely need to work on. So being more consistent in providing support to team members. It's another management one. Um, I'm always there for an instant message. I'm always there for an email. I'm always there for a call. 
but I'm not as proactive as I think I need to be. I think I need to on maybe not on a daily basis, but every every couple of days I need to be reaching out, seeing where everyone's at in the team, making sure that they're on the right track, making sure that there's no blockers and stuff like that. Because I know uh, they always consider myself to be really busy and I am. But I also need to be, I think, more approachable in the sense that I need to be the one reaching out to them. So that's something that, again, I will need to uh, do a little bit more research on myself to figure out what, like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be pestering them, but I also don't want to be just leaving them to their own devices to kind of suffer through whatever they're, they're being challenged by. So I have actually a small point there. Um, One thing that I do for that type of stuff, not, not that I work in like a big team, but, um, one thing that I that I kind of use as like a, I don't know, a timer for reaching out to people is, and, and not clients, like other technical people, if we hire a contractor to do something or, you know, hire like a Fiverr person to quickly make something. Uh, what I normally do is, so let's say, for example, it's, let, let's just say it's Monday. So it's, let's say it's Monday and the task is due on Friday. If I don't hear from them. I will reach out on Thursday during normal working time because I assume they're working on it. And the reason why I do that is because I feel as though the thir- waiting till the Thursday means you're beyond the the window in which they would assume you're micromanaging them. At the same time, you yourself are getting your own anxieties or just even thinking about that task being done. And because you haven't been updated, then you should reach out for an update, at which time they might tell you, I'm having trouble with X. And if they say they're fine, then you just I just leave it. So that's just my little tidbit, and that and that way I kind of like quell my own anxiety, if you will, of like, damn, like that task got to be done tomorrow, or like that task should be done tomorrow. I haven't heard anything, and that way I don't have to like make it a thing. I I know I always say that, but I hate making things a thing. Being like, oh, it's it's the contact hour. Time to reach out to my fellow technicians. Like, I'm not going to do that. But I do let my anxiety act like a tool to me mm-hmm. and be like, I better quell this. How do I quell this? I better reach out. And then that way I'm just doing it. And if they reach out before then, well, that's it. Like, I don't care. I've talked to them yeah. enough. So yeah, and that's that's something that I've tended to do as well. Uh, when especially like the anxiety thing, like if I if it's something really important and it's something that needs to be done for a certain time, and I haven't had any communication with them for the deadline, my my initial assumption is usually like, okay, that means everything's going well because they know the deadline, everything's been articulated properly, everything's probably going well. But I'll reach out to make sure that I'm not blocking anything, or maybe they need a hand. Especially I if you work with that. them before. Yeah, I do do that, but I've noticed that like maybe I've been lucky. In the sense that it's always, unless they've reached out to me and said that there's something wrong, there's never anything wrong. So I don't know, like, again, I think that's just pure luck at this point. So I don't want to count on that. But I've literally, I don't think ever had a situation where, like, I had that anxiety. They haven't reached out. I reached out to them and they're like, oh, everything's terrible. You know what I mean? Like, everything's terrible. I'm not going to make the deadline. Has that ever happened to you, Matt? Like, have you ever had it? blow up in your face we've had we've had like i've had a couple of things where like things would have to be implemented with a workaround or something uh like i've had it at work like uh when i used to work in it like i've had it i've had it where you know you reach out to the person and everything is actually going fine but the pacing is wrong and so like they haven't contacted you because they're going really fast trying to fix or like finish whatever and so like we need to do a stopgap thing like when i reach out it's like and i wasn't a boss in it to be clear but um 
like I would just reach out to somebody I was working on a project with or something. And then it would be like, Hey, like we're not going to meet, like, we're not going to have these five computers ready. Like we're going to have 15 of the 20 ready, but we're not going to have these five. And so you're kind of like looking for a stopgap at that point, which is like a bit of a scramble, but it's like, they were scrambling so they couldn't reach out. I've had stuff like that. I've also had stuff where it's like, Hey, this, like this exact solution isn't feasible. And early on in my task, I like changed it slightly, which is totally fine and reasonable. And like professionals do that. Right. It's like, Hey, this, I don't know, I'm making something up now. This pop-up ad <laughs> doesn't like, isn't working the way it, whatever. So we decided to uh, make it in its own window. I don't know. And so like, I hope that's okay. And sometimes like that isn't okay. Or it's like, okay, but it, it's not going to be the end. Now it created like a second task of like, hey, we need to, you know, it'll work right now. It in and of itself is a stopgap. We need to make sure this piece of the goal is done. Like I've had stuff like that, but usually it isn't like a major problem. Like usually it's like, oh, okay. When I go to sit down with a client, I'll say we had to do another window because we wanted to reach the deadline or something. Um, I will actually say a small piece too is like, I think this is because we are relatively new to the tech field. Actually, if you think about it, like, you know, our college memories are very recent and I have a feeling that if like, let's say we hired a call, like a college co-op or just like somebody fresh out of college, they would be someone to worry about because they might be like literally freaking out because they're new. And I feel like we have that. And so that's why maybe it's not luck so much as we're still in those shoes or like freshly out of those shoes. And so we might be thinking like, is that person freaking out and not contacting me? And then that makes us worried. Whereas like an experienced person, like I said, would come up with a workaround to have a stopgap or like increase their pacing and not reach out because they're trying to finish as much as they can or just literally just do the task properly too, of course. And so I feel like that might be a bit of it. I don't know. I think, I think you're right there. Uh, I think another aspect of it is the fact that we, something that we're good at, so to turn the tables a little bit is setting realistic timelines um, I think we're very, it's sometimes very generous with our timelines as well, being like giving, giving the developers that we work with or the technical people that we work with more than enough time to complete a task or, or to get, to get to the point where they know that there's something wrong quickly and let us know and give, give us enough time to pivot or, you know, do that stopgap that you were saying. Cause that's happened to me too, obviously, uh, where, but it, it, the thing that for me, the, what I've noticed is it always happens very quickly. So the people that I've worked with are always like going to try it really quick, quick and dirty. And if they see that there's a problem coming up, they'll contact me right away and then we'll figure out a stopgap. And that's never been an anxiety thing for me. Like if someone comes to me and they're like, hey, I've noticed problem a problem with your implementation or your idea of an implementation, uh, I can't get A, B, and C to work. I have no problem with that as long as, again, it's not happening five seconds before a deployment or five seconds before a demonstration or something like that, which again... I've, we've been lucky at, we've been lucky with, or I've been lucky with, especially that I haven't had that happen. I've always been able to easily implement the stopgap or easily communicate out in enough time where expectations are met, like expectations are set and stuff like that. So again, one of the big things that I think we're good at is setting very realistic timelines where we're not giving too much time, but we are giving enough time for stuff to happen and other developers to be able to adapt to the to issues and go on because. Even as early as last week, I had a conversation with one of our contractors, the contractor that you're referring to, Matt, where he was like, why do you guys just like, it's it's strange that you guys give me enough time to do the tasks that I need to do. And I'm like, that's such a weird, you know, like to me, that's such a weird statement that you're telling me. 
Uh, and he's like, yeah, but my other, my other teams, like they're, they expect me to do the tasks that you're assigning me in, you know, a quarter of the time. And they're even more complicated tasks. And I'm like, well, that's not a really good work environment. Like, would you no. want to, you know, would you want to work there for a long time? And he's like, no. And I, you know, that's exactly. So that's what I want. Like, I, I want, I want a good work environment where the developers that I work with want to work with me and want to work in my, in my team. And stuff still gets done in a reasonable amount of time without any sort of crazy amounts of stress. Like, you don't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be overworking the people just because they can. Like, just because someone can work 16 hours a day doesn't mean they should. Well, I I think, I think the risk of that is always there too. Like, I mean, you know, it's easy to say corporations or whatever are evil because they do that. But I think it, it, I think it might be like sort of a, a habit or maybe not a habit, but a, like, I guess you could just at the overall call it a mismanagement issue, but I think what it might be is there's no suit around with us, if that makes sense. Not to like stereotypicalize, if that's a word, the suit, but if let's say we got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and our dev team is six devs under us and we're the suits, it's very easy for us without realizing it to say the customer wants this slider like with video and all this crazy integration like by tomorrow so let's make sure the dev team has pizza tonight so that they can work late and then you like leave and it's very easy to for that to become a habit and also because you're the suit now you won't you don't realize whereas like you and i are in the trenches and like we don't want to be in the environment of like holy crap holy crap holy crap with the person like right now we're with the person so we're like we're not gonna be like yeah you know what do this by tomorrow i got meetings all day tomorrow but i'd love to have the extra anxiety of like testing this with you tomorrow you know and 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 also because we're in the trenches we know oh this might take two days give them like a two give them like two days and a half or something to like because i don't know much about it or whatever like there's a reason why you're out, outsourcing it because you don't know much about x thing right yeah so i think it's because we're in the trenches and so like like some companies of course take advantage and they go like oh we can just work these people of course is of course that exists but i feel it's because right now there is no suit involved mm-hmm. short of like our clients being big maybe and having a suit but even then it's like hey we're an external contractor like like there's a line there and like they know that obviously like all clients would realize because we can just say you know what bye you know and then it's like oh damn we just lost our whole dev team or damn we just lost our website (laughs) like you know it could happen yeah absolutely and i think like the the whole suit analogy makes perfect sense the other thing that helps is the fact that we don't have a suit hierarchy because I feel like if we had, you know, a suit that managed us and a suit that managed the suit and the suit that managed that exactly. suit, you know what I mean? That's what brings the pressure. When you have people that are so disconnected from the environment, they're like, this should be able to be done in three days. And then that suit tells them, well, this should be able to be done in two days. And then it comes back to you and the suit that's controlling you. And it's like, oh, we need to get this done in one day because the guy at, uh, on the floor three needs it done in three days. Like, it's just... Uh, it's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. I think I, I think it be, it comes down to you know how people always like to have a suit like like let's say you're in a big big company like you're saying multiple suits above you and the person that is in the director role let's say on top of like on top of your team so like however like again every company is divided up differently with managers and directors and whatever but let's just as a general term say director so like your highest person below an executive right talking really big company you always want your director and then anyone underneath him, like your manager and your lead hand and whoever else is there, however your company is divided up. You always want them to be technical if you're in the technical field, for example, because usually they're more lenient and be like, 
no, 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 that's not going to take three days. That database backup itself is going to take three days because it's massive or something. Like, we got to make sure we don't break the data. Whereas another guy would just be like, well, just don't, like, just make sure the data is okay. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, just zero make sure the data is okay. Like, zero downtime. It's an 18 terabyte thing, and we have six <laughs> terabytes. So, I mean, time's ticking. Like, figure out a compression algorithm. Like, oh, damn. Like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then no sleep. So, yeah. So, I think that's important and uh that was a good tangent it was re- <laughs> really interesting really interesting breakdown of what we're kind of good at and what we're bad at um and what we need to get better but with management done let's talk a little bit about kind of keeping code safe keeping code extensible so one thing that i need to get better at is commenting complex parts of code i've always been anti comments Probably mainly because I'm lazy and I don't want to comment. But on the other on the other side, like I, I I tend to think I write very clear code, but with my latest projects, they've been very they've been very quick to develop and they've been very complex and they have different systems integrated into each other. Um, and it, it's sometimes not clear which system I'm talking to in in some of the functions that I write. Those are the kinds of things you absolutely have to comment. And I've noticed myself not commenting to that because I, I don't have that um, reflex. And so what, I've, what I want to do, and this leads me into the second point here, is set aside time to revisit and refactor the, the code, the old code. And it's, again, something that I haven't been good at because I've just been go, go, go so much. And I've been trying to get more and more functionality built up. But really, I need to, I need to sit down with the management, with the team, and be like, okay, we need to be able to at least sit around one or two hours a week, like we're not talking tons of time, but one or two hours a week where we go back and we refactor and comment and make sure the code is readable and do code reviews with each other and stuff like that. Like we need to set aside time for that and not just do it ad hoc um, because that's kind of how we're playing it right now. So that's something on my on my docket. That's something that needs to needs to happen. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, and it will happen, in fact. So another thing is not getting distracted during deep work sessions. So I've been getting better. This is something that I have been working on actively, uh, but I still get distracted. Like I still will, you know, go and go on my Twitter or go and check my instant messages or go and check Reddit or something like that. I still do that sometimes. Um, it's been happening less, but I still do it. And that breaks the flow and it break it gets me out of the rhythm and I have to get back into the rhythm and that's a whole spin up. Like it's not long, but it, you know, it, it can break it. What I've noticed helping me a lot lately, and this is a very short experiment that I've been doing, like, so a couple days even is setting aside time at the start of my workday for all of that. So I have an hour before I start working now where I will do all of my regular stuff that I would do during work. So I will check my Reddit. I'll check sports scores. I'll, do an exercise, I'll, you know, get up and get a coffee. Like I'll just relax essentially. I'll just do what naturally comes to me on the computer. And I found that that really helps my entire life. I've been kind of always wake up and go and just adjusting that routine a little bit and being able to wake up and just do whatever for a while has, has really helped me with a lot of things during the routine. So again, this is something really new. Um, we'll see how I adjust it moving forward, but that's something that really, I think has helped me with my deep work sessions, still something I need to work on, but again, I need it done. I will get it. I will get better at it. And then that will in turn help me have need less time to do my work and free up my days. Well, the thing, the thing is too, with that is not necessarily a comment on the deep work session, but it's more so a comment on like your free time in the morning. 
I like I oftentimes like people don't know this obviously, but like I I field calls in bed. <laughs> like I kind of wake up later because I do work later, and then I'll just like I'll have some missed calls obviously, and then I'll just call back, and I'll I'll be in bed like I don't care. And what I do is like I allow myself to just do whatever. So it's like I wake up, I want to get rid of these, uh, like these call logs. So it's like okay, I'll deal with this. You know, get get whatever comments that are in there, whether it's they want a new feature on their site or whatever project update is happening, whatever, right? Whatever the calls are, get the calls done usually. And then I just like, I'll just chill and like watch some YouTube or something. Like it, there's no pressure to me. And Mike and I had been talking about this on the, on like uh, before the podcast was I've really been using my phone for a lot of work and I actually do get a lot done. Like I think that that's the big difference maybe with you too, Mike. Like I know you said you're on the computer when you do this oftentimes, but I do find myself like, I don't realize how productive I'm being on the phone. And I always was drawn to like, I have to be sitting at my computer in order to get work done. But then two Sundays ago, I had, I had to work that Sunday and I was just on a laptop in the living room watching TV. And I just like ended up getting like a whole bunch done. And you don't realize that like, you know, oh, I fielded six calls. Like that's, you know, a couple hours, two, three hours worth of stuff. You don't realize how much you're getting done. And so it's like almost like a stigma against the mobile phone. But it's also a st- it's also like removing the stigma against the idea of working from one spot, which is kind of what the web news is going to touch on too. But it, it it's removing that stigma of like, oh, he's not at his computer working. Therefore, he is not working. It's like, no, like I can do admin tasks. I've like reset user accounts. I've done all that stuff. I would normally have to do at a computer. I can just do that from my phone. I can check who is things and then I'll check if domains are available. And a lot of our work business admin wise uh, can be done from the phone. And that's absolutely, that's absolutely true. That is absolutely true. Yeah. And I think uh, and this is kind of a spoiler for a future episode that I, I'm planning on writing is um, what constitutes work is changing a little bit as well, right? So like before, you know, you lying in bed and answering calls, people wouldn't consider that work or they would have, there would be a stigma against it. Now I would say definitely it's hundred percent work. You going home, checking your email, you sitting on the toilet and thinking about how to solve a problem in my opinion, is part of your work. It, it, it literally is. It's, it literally yeah. is. Absolutely. And so I, I want to do a whole episode on that where like um, there's a really good dev, dev.2 article recently um, talking about the eight-hour workday and how it doesn't make sense in today's software, at least, for, at least for the programmers and software engineers and stuff like that. Like if someone's like literally judging you based on the fact that you've sat at your desk for eight hours, that, that doesn't make any sense. Right. It should be there should be a different way of judging and a different way of like um, analyzing a person's work rather than just the eight hour work day that's antiquated and doesn't make sense. So that's going to be part of it. And this can actually be seen. I'm not going to get too into it because I know it's another episode, but like this can actually be seen, if you will, via. And this is maybe this is just my personal experience, but I'm sure other people do this, too. You know, you go to a workplace. It's a new let's say it's a new job. You go to a workplace and, you know, you're kind of like clunky in the job because you don't really fit into the team yet. Whatever. You don't know your place. And you don't know what, like, you're supposed to be doing and, like, whatever, right? You don't know the, the physical place. You don't know your place in the team yet. Like, what piece what piece of tech you're working with, whatever, if you're talking about a tech job. But then the next day, like, you know, you come in and you have, like, you've learned a bunch and you, you do better and you do better and you do better. The fact that you're doing better comes from the fact that you took the day's, like, stuff, processed it overnight, like you were thinking about it to yourself, and then said, tomorrow, I'm not going to screw this up because usually you screw screw a bunch of crap up first couple days it's like tomorrow i'm not going to screw this up and now i know that this guy wants this report by 10 
right? And then, so like you processing that is prep work for you to come in. It's the same as sitting at a desk doing prep work. It's literally the same. It's you figuring out in your head, this time I'm going to show up at this time because of this. I'm going to talk to this guy at this time. I'm going to have this report done like this. This guy doesn't like titles or titles formatted like this. <laughs> like whatever, whatever the case may be, that is prep work. And you're really doing most of that in your head usually. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th- I think that it, it is a valuable aspect of the work of, of, of a person's work. Like if they're, if they're thinking about the job after work hours and stuff like that, people should value that. And that's, that's something that I want to touch on. Um, but yeah, moving on here. Next thing is algorithms. So like sorting algorithms, uh, different design patterns, stuff like that. So more computer engineering stuff, more software uh, and software engineering things. I, I went to school for this. Like I, I did do multiple classes on algorithms, on data structures and stuff like that. And I have been using them to a certain degree, but I just, I feel like I'm not using them to their full potential to optimize my applications. So I'm not, I don't think I'm using the correct sorting algorithms when I need to use the, you know, one sort, when I need to use a quick sort, like bubble sort, quick sort. Like I, I don't think I'm applying my knowledge to the best of my ability. Uh, and I think I do, we are in, at the point in some of my projects where efficiencies matter. And small little tweaks like that could be could have a very big difference in terms of performance and user experience for the application. So I absolutely need to get back into it. I absolutely need to start figuring out maybe not how to create an algorithm, right? Because that's a whole different other subject, but at least know when to use which one. That's kind of where I want to get to. Um, I'm not setting an unrealistic expectation for myself, but I do want to at least use some of the knowledge that I gained in school to better the projects that I'm working on and make my, you know, team better and stuff like that. And the last thing here is I want to be able to expand my personal portfolio. Currently, if you look at my GitHub, if you look at stuff like that, it's just kind of barren. Like I have a few things on there, but it's very, very barren. I want to, I want to contribute to more open source pro, uh, projects. I want to create more open source projects. I just want to have something that I can show people. Cause I know Matt, you've talked a lot about this. Like if we were to just be out on our asses right now, there's not much that we can show a lot of the stuff that we do is ND8, right? So I would have to either, you know, extrapolate that and make it more general purpose, uh, without any of the information that would be really difficult. Um, or I would have to build my portfolio essentially from scratch and be able to hope that I can get some interviews so I can show my knowledge in, in an interview. But I, I think we need to actively do that as we're as we're going as much as we possibly can. And HTML things is a great way to do that. We just haven't been taking advantage of it. So again, that's a deficiency of mine. That's definitely a weakness of mine. It's something that I want to improve. Well, this is this is exactly like that's a good point. Is like. I mean, we're literally at the point where we're so busy, but like 90% of it's NDA or just stuff that shouldn't be public, right? Because you know, you're not going to talk about every client project like by name, you know, that's ridiculous. So it's like, it's like, how do I say this? It's, 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 it's like, we're so like right now, you and I are so overloaded. Like we are, we are overloaded. We're so overloaded that like, like we've had to turn down projects. We've had to like say, no, sorry, we can't do this and whatever. And even though I just said in the weekly pain point that like two of my projects are coming to an end. Yeah. The active role of actually building the thing is coming to an end. Now, then I got two maintenance things and I got to deal with. So like, then, then there's going to be a management procedure where it's like, this is how we're going to do management of this project. This is where the documentation is going to be like a whole thing. 
Then I also got another project coming down the pipe. And then there's one like even further in the distance. So we've had to turn down stuff. And we've decided like we do need to do this hat stuff. Like it's getting to the point. Like we've had a problem where like we've, we've had a discussion of like if we take on something else right now, legitimately, if we take on something else right now, like this podcast is over. Now, the reason why I mentioned that is like, I'm not like threatening the podcast, but what I'm saying is, is like, there's a reason why we do not have more on our GitHubs. There's not all the green squares on our GitHubs and there's, there's not all this stuff. And we've had a comment from one of your family members, teachers, where they go to digital dynasty design specifically that uh, our agency's social media. And they like, they credit, they rip it apart. Cause they're like, you're not active. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And it's like, yeah, because if we were active, we'd bring in more. And we actually can't right now, but it's at that cusp of like, like we could scale up, but then like that person's going to not have a, like a lot of hours type of thing. Like we're at that weird cusp and we can't, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's not possible right now. Like we're, we're bouncing around all over the damn place. I'm not even managing invoices properly. Like, like to be totally blunt and I'm, this is going to come up in my piece. I'm not even managing invoices properly. I'm not uploading the podcast to YouTube anymore because I can't, literally can't. I literally can't wait for the export. I don't have time. I, ex- I I did this podcast editing last week until 7 in the morning. And then I woke up at 11. And then went and did a bunch of other crap. Like, you know what I mean? It's not normal. And so that's what I mean. It's like, I'm not trying to like, you know, play the smallest violin for myself. But we have this weird situation where we're super busy on private stuff. And that's the thing that sucks. And luckily we're able to converse and like share the the learnings like on here, but an employer, like if we were to, if everything goes like completely the wrong way and an employer would be like, where the hell is all your projects? And it'd be like, Oh yeah. I worked on a bunch of crap. That's all. <laughs> that's all NDA <laughs> and like literally can't even be shown on a portfolio, but I have a reference letter and it's like, Oh, like is the project, you know, is it like, I don't know, I'm making, totally making this up, but it's like, oh, is like the project now public? Like, were you working on an app like Snapchat or something? Totally making this up. But like, were you, at, were you working on an app like Snapchat and now it's public? Like, no. Like, what is it? Oh, it's on like a, like an intranet or something. Or like, they don't want to be associated. Like, you know, some companies don't want, like they want everything white labeled. They want you to want their client base to think everything's uh from them, like from internal teams. And so it's like, oh, I can't talk about it. It's like, okay, okay. Like that's, you know, that's a little weird, but that's just, that's the client pool. Like that's what we found, you know? And I know a lot of devs out there. Like, I think it's actually kind of discouraging. Like I see a lot of devs out there that are like, I'm building this this weekend. I'm building this. I'm building this. And by the weekend, I'm like, man, I'm not fucking building anything. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm not building anything. I'm, I'm freaking sitting down. Like I'm not building anything. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's exactly kind of where I'm at too. Like I, we need to. And we'll, I'm going to talk about this in the next segment because the next segment is actually going to be more about the HTML, the things side and the public view of us and stuff like that. Um, but essentially, we need to find that. We need to find that mix of like being able to do stuff for HTML, the things and whether that be you taking on less client projects or whether that being hiring someone to take on client projects or whatever, like we need to find a solution to that. And we'll discuss it, like I said, in the next segment. But that's. That's definitely coming up, but uh, I think you you had some stuff you wanted to discuss on what you needed to work on, Matt. So I'll let you do that. Yeah. So one of them is like just basically what I just said. So I I just want to work more on like, and I don't know whether this is an improvement or just want or I want rather, but I just want to work more on general coding stuff. So 
I mean, I had to do like a tiny bit of JavaScript and I had to like look up everything. Like, obviously I'm like really rusty. And when I look it up, I like figure it out and do it. Uh, but I had like, I got it like peer reviewed because I just was I'm not confident in it. Like I'm at that point in my like JavaScript career where I'm just not confident, even if it's working, it's like, mm, okay, I'm going to just look that uh, like to see if there's the right way to do it just because I don't do it. Uh, I've been doing like a lot of business admin stuff. And the thing that sucks actually is that, and that's my second point actually is I've been doing a lot of business admin stuff, whatever, but like, an, but due to necessity, not due to like organization, we got people that like, shouldn't be on recurring billing that are still in recurring billing. We got like a bunch of crap. Like we got a bunch of like old directories that, you know, aren't like a security risk, but like should be deleted just cause they're sitting there. And like those, I haven't been able to do any of that. And because I'm doing business admin and business acquisition, like, you know, looking for clients or whatever, which I haven't been doing lately, but anything in that sort of business acquisition, business admin part is like all not all new to me, but I'm only doing it because the, it needs to be done today. It's like this bill needs to be paid today. And because I'm treating it as such, I'm not like good at it or I don't feel like I'm good at it. And it's just like my JavaScript where I don't have confidence. So I'm like, I hope I filed that paper, right? There's stuff we're at, like, I'm at that stage. Cause I'm just bouncing around managing projects all over. Like that's more or less what I'm doing is being a big, being a, being, being a big project manager, a big, big project manager, the suit. <laughs> but I'm being like, I'm de- dealing with big projects. Like we are over, we are overloaded. Mike and I are overloaded. And like, I'm dealing with a lot of bigger projects in, in, in relation to our scale and just bouncing around doing project management is more or less my thing, which is probably why I can do a lot of my work from my phone, but still needs to be done. Right. There's a lot of communication, a lot of meetings, a lot of this, a lot of that, a lot of like calling people and like whatever else. Uh, so that, that's sort of the thing that sucks is like, I'm doing thing. It, it, it's the multiple, it's the multiple, multiple, it's the multiple hat thing where I'm in a small business. So I had to wear all these hats, but now there's like some of these hats that are kind of vital that are like starting to get like to the point where it's like, I don't know if I'm doing these right. <laughs> Cause I've been out of the loop. So that, that kind of sucks. Uh, back in experience, I'm interested in it. So my experience is weird. It's like, I can spin you up VMs and do a bunch of like sysadmin stuff, but then I don't know how to build the part that is in between the UI, but then I can build the UX and the UI part. So I can build the UI UX, I can build the server, but then I can't do the part in between. So that's a little weird. So like, I kind of want just to, I don't want to become a backend dev, but I do want to like learn a little more about it just so I can maybe fix it or understand it or talk about it more, those type of things. Cause I talk about it in generalities and I can do that. I have enough experience to talk about it. But I do, I know that like some of the, some of my suggestions are dumb in the field, but like, I always preface it with like, Hey, I'm not a backend dev, but like, this is my theory on how to move this data around. Is that right? And usually it's like, no, 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 like, you know, tweak that. And it'll be like this type of thing. So just a little more experience in that area. I think, um, that type of stuff, standardizing things. So we're starting to do this and this is what's helping us. So we are standardizing, you know, I don't know, backups, stuff like that. Just sort of those type of things, uh, administration procedures, so we're starting to get like some forms and stuff like that that we use. And then once we start using those to consistency, I'm sure we'll template them. And like, those will be like, okay, this is how we do our test, test, whatever. And this is how we manage our VMs or whatever we have. And this is how we manage these type of clients. If they're just on like a business card site, those type of things, uh, just standardizing that to make it easier. And uh, also like we've said this a million times, finishing things. So lots of stuff we've started and then we just can't finish it. I think it's because we, and it probably said it a million times, it's just because we don't treat our own projects like client work because that makes sense, right? If you're working on your own project, 
and a big client project comes along, you want to work on it, obviously. But at the same time, I think we need to, like, it's it, we're at critical mass of things that are unfinished or ideas that we'd like to do but just aren't even started. I think we're at critical mass now, and I'm sure you guys even are rolling your eyes now thinking, like, you guys said you are going to do this for no BS news. But I'm hoping that, like, I'm hoping that we can eventually do this because this is another thing that Mike and I discussed was, like, on the streams, like, you know, that's hours, that's, that, that's development time dedicated to development. Public development, right? So stuff that we're working on for ourselves or stuff that we're allowed to show off. And I was saying to him, like, we should realistically just choose a project. And even if it takes four years on stream, we should just do it. We should just try to actually finish something. We should take all the development hours and throw it into one project and actually ship it. Whether it's a piece of crap, like, in, or- in other words, like, no one wants it, but it works. Obviously, you're not going to make something that's broken. But if it's a piece of crap in the market and doesn't do very well and doesn't get many downloads or whatever the case may be or any views, that's one thing. But I want, like, it's almost like we're building up our portfolio. Like, we need to start finishing things. It's a problem. Like, it is a problem. And it's not procrastination because it's not like I'm taking off of, like, four weeks and being like, ah, we're going to later. It's not like that. It's usually, like, it's the end of the day. It's, like, 8, 9, 10, 11 p.m. And it's like, man, I ain't I ain't freaking fixing up no BS news. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen tonight or whatever. And I think that's a big problem. So a lot of these things are wants. A lot of these things are stuff that I, like, want to improve upon, not necessarily need to. More general coding is something I probably need to just to sort of classify this sort of section I just laid out. But yeah, it's that's me. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we will talk a little bit about the whole finishing projects and HTML thing stuff in the next segment. I just want to leave that discussion for then. But right now, what I want to do is I just want to point out that I have a few things here that. I'm not going to improve on, at least anytime soon. <laughs> I'm not right? doing this. <laughs> I'm not doing this. And I think that's important, though. I think that's important to state. Like, I think it's important to be like, you know what? There are a few things that I'm not going to be able to do. One of those things, design skills. As much as I really want to be a good designer, as much as I want to be able to create cool, like, fresh, modern UIs, it's just not in the cards right now. Like, I would have to literally sit down, read design books. Like, I would have to just design, design, design. Like, I would have to just have to make a million designs not a million, but you know what I mean, until I become good at it because I'm not I'm not a natural designer or anything like that, and nor do I need it for my day-to-day job. So it's not something that I like work on all the time. So it's not something that I'm going to be doing. I'm going to use stuff, like if I ever need to do some small little layouts or if I ever need to do cookie cutter things, I'm going to use stuff like Dribbble uh, or other sites like, w, like you know, WW Awards or whatever. I'll take inspiration and I'll just recreate it with some slight tweaks. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to be a good designer right now and i'm okay with saying that and i think that's important the next thing is responsive layouts like i can build a layout no problem i can make stuff look decent um but for me to make something extremely responsive to the point where it's like a production ready application it's going to take me a long time and it's something that i could for sure learn but it's not something i'm going to because again i on my team i have someone for that even in digital dynasty we have like matt is literally that, that that's his thing like he's really good at making responsive layouts. So why would I learn that? Again, it's one of I those mean, delegation things. It's one of those sharing sharing uh, responsibilities things. So it's it's it just makes sense not to delve into too much. Which is why I don't delve in too much on the JS type type of thing. Like exactly, I, I learn how to transition my stuff to make it fade in or whatever I'm doing. But I'm not going to be like, how the hell do I pull from this API? Something I'd like to learn, but Mike knows it, so I can just call him. 
that's and that and I think that makes sense. Like we we can only do as much as we like we can hold in our brain essentially, and it's just it just gets too out of out of control. And speaking on that backend creation, so creating a PHP or Node.js or Laravel, whatever, I'm not going to do that. We have a contractor that does it. He's great, great contractor. That's all him. Like I will help him. Uh, with any obviously any JavaScript or logic based or algorithm based stuff or front end stuff, I do that all the time. Uh, him and I work together. We have working sessions where he'll bounce his ideas off. But his database architecture, his API creation, all of that, just not right now. Don't even don't even <laughs> tell right me now. what you're doing. Yeah, don't even tell me what you're doing. I don't care. Like it's just it's just not realistic. Again, something I could for sure get get the hang of. Something that I maybe should at some point in my life. Um, get better at and, and not to say that I don't know it like I've created a Node.js backend I've created a PHP backend right like I've done these things uh, for a full stack application like no BS news like the first iteration of HTML of things that's all you know full stack full Node.js Node.js and all that authentication all that jazz I've done it not very well and enough to talk about it but I'm not going to delve too far into it it's just not going to happen. And the last thing here is SEO. It's just, again, it's one of those things that there's companies designed around SEO and only SEO. Like they just do the company's SEO. And there's a very, very good reason for that because it's a lot of work and there's a lot of things about it and it's constantly evolving. Like you have to stay on top of it. There's a million different things you need to know about SEO and, and just ranking your site in general, like whether it be creating new content, like that's part of SEO. That's part of uh, like uh search engine optimization uh whether it be the right keywords for the right time so checking out trends and what what you should like telling people what they should be writing about that's seo like all of this stuff is a whole field of study in itself and realistically i'm not going to get there anytime soon so again it's on my list of things that i won't be able to improve on and i just wanted to oh i was just gonna say i just wanted to i just wanted to reiterate what you said it's like it's important to know what what you're not going to do right now like I am like I am not going to become an accountant for example. Like you know what I mean it's yep. just it's just one of those things where you have to know what your limit is and that's it. Like know your limit, play within it, quite literally, you know. Yep. Don't be too easy on yourself, but at the same time, you're not going to be like, "Man, yeah, I'll just I'll just learn a little neuroscience on the sides." Like what? On the Some side? people do that though. But some, some people, people love crazy. it though. Like some people yeah. some people love to just learn stuff. Yeah. And hats off to them. And if you're one of those people, just keep going, I guess. But like, if you're if you feel overwhelmed and have anxiety because you feel like you have to learn every little thing, know that you don't. That that that's a good point. Is like some people love to learn stuff, whatever. But like, if in my off time, I'm probably watching a movie, gaming, or like you know, walking around or something. Like, I'm not I'm not at the computer. Like, I need the decompression time. I think. Whereas some people are some people are their decompression time is just reading a different thing or learning a different thing or some people's decompression time is doing the same thing but just for themselves like some people will build a side business some people will build a side project uh, like an app or something that's just because they want that and that's just i mean that's fine but personally me like i'm freaking leaving (laughs) i'm leaving my desk yeah and i think i think that's perfectly fine i think we need to stop comparing ourselves so much to other people I think that's another little thing that we need to get better at 
because it's it's hard to do in this day and age because of social media and uh, just the fact that we know the best of everyone and you know going on dev.2 and seeing a million people write a million different articles that are so popular and so well structured and being like why can't i do that but there's different stories behind all these people and it's it's one of those things that it's just it's just better like yes some like it's good to to see what the world around you and what's going on but don't harshly compare yourself to every little thing it's not it's just not healthy so having said that let's move on to segment number two uh, which is what we need to do better and this is going to be talking about specifically html the things so specifically this podcast specifically uh, all the other projects that we've talked about what we like as a group as matt and i need to do better to make this a better place for everyone that's listening right now um, so HTML of things is an always evolving project. And because of that, it's difficult for us to stay on top of it. We always acknowledge that we need to be, put more time into it, but can never truly decide exactly where we should put the time or be able to even carve out the time that needs to be done to actually do the thing that we're going to say that we're, that, that we say. So what we haven't been doing, and I think everyone that's been following the community knows this is providing any consistent content outside of the podcast. Yes, we did uh some articles yes we did some twitch streams yes like there's been some youtube content like very minimal there's been some but it's not consistent and it's far and few between and the quality isn't as good as we want it to be let's be serious um we we don't have a website for people to visit on a daily basis to gain knowledge and skills again yes we have a website but it's not something that you would want to visit on a daily basis because it's not updating on a daily basis. There's nothing there for you to come back to. You can come back to once a week to check out our podcast, which sometimes gets posted on it. But, but that's, that's it. Just it. Like, sometimes no... gets posted on it. Sometimes. Yeah, because that's that's also not a consistent thing because of the fact like it, it's kind of like an overlapping, like not an overlapping thing, but like a, a, a snowball effect. Because like because the website's not something that is generating a lot of traffic, it's not leading us to pay more attention to it and it's not leading us to... Uh, you know, update as consistently as we'd want. So it's like, it's a snowball. So we don't have that. We don't have proper structure to our live streams. Yes, our live streams are there. Yes, they're like, you know, they're, some might, some might say they're entertaining. They're chill. Like we do talk to the audience, stuff like that. It's great. But we don't have any like set schedule that we're keeping. We don't have any set goals in the in the thing. Like Matt was saying, we don't have any projects that we like finish. So I've started like three different projects that I didn't finish. And, there, and I'll, we'll talk about why, but uh, I didn't. Um, and that leads into not having follow through on side projects. We just don't, you know, we don't finish all of our side projects. Now, Matt and I differ in the sense that like no BS news to my eyes is kind of a finished project. Yes, we wanted to get it on a uh, an app store, but we did make it a PWA. It is available to be seen. I don't think there was much reason to put it on an app store after that point but regardless it, it, technically we did set out, out the goal of putting it on app store and we didn't do it but um it, regardless there's other projects that we definitely didn't finish uh we're not proactive with our discord community just calling it out it's true like we we do go on there sometimes uh our discord community is great we love we love everyone on there like everyone like our mods are great shout out to all shout out to all the mods there uh, but we're, we should be going on there more often, answering people's questions, asking people questions and just chatting. We don't do that. And there's a lot of reasons for it, but we just don't. Um, and then the, the last thing and one of the more important things, and I think something that will lead to us doing more is finding what interests myself, what, finding what interests Matt and what interests the community most. 
like finding those things that make us passionate right about about this thing about this project what makes me passionate the most is obviously the podcast and that's why we are consistent with it like we love the feedback that we get on the podcast we love creating the podcast um and we love like uh, everything that goes around the podcast and that's why i think it's it's semi-successful it's it's successful to the point that it is right now it could be better but regardless it is it is our best project in this in html of things i think it's because we're passionate about it and that's where I want to kind of take the discussion to. Um, in my opinion, the reason that we haven't finished any of our projects, the reason that we haven't, you know, finished the website, the, re- the reason that we haven't uh, done any any other, like, you know, created a really good live stream schedule is because we, we're just kind of doing it as just the steps that we have to do to create a, you know, more more buzz and something like that for for html things we're not doing it because we're really happy to do it we're not doing it because this is something that we think about all the time it's something that we want to get out there i feel like we for this to be successful we have to find something that we're passionate about i'm not saying that we have to work on it all the time i'm just saying that it's something that we have to both really want to complete so if we want to get that project out there if we want to get something that's done fully and we're happy with and we actually want to do and we're driven to do we need to find a project that we're passionate about whether that passion comes from the potential of generated income whether that passion comes from just the fact that it's an interesting thing that we're doing like whatever like we just need to find something that we really want to do to do it you know what i think that's a really good uh summary uh to be honest and i think the passion thing is a big is a big component because i remember i remember us talking I remember us talking about the the HTML of Things website, and we were going to spin it off into another website as well. I'm not going to give full details on that yet, and like that other thing would be a, a, a passion project, and like we had discussed whether or not it'd be viable and for money and this and that and the other thing, and like those things are important. But I do think like there's been oftentimes that like during during this like really busy time where I think to myself like yeah I want to get this stuff done, but like a lot of this stuff, a lot of these projects, some of them I just want to get done. Cause they've just been drawn on for too long. You know what I mean? And so you just want to get them done to get them done. And that happens in everything, whether it's a passion project or not, some things just get drawn out too long and you're just like, damn, like, just like, let's, <laughs> can we please, can we please finish this thing right now. Right. So that's kind of where these two projects, these big ones that I'm working on are at. And then I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, what is something like, if I woke up tomorrow, what's something that I would like be crazy to do and actually want to do. And if you think about like podcasting is one of these passions I, like I said, I edited this thing to seven in the morning, but if a client asked me to friggin' do something to seven in the morning and I'm not on contract, I'd be like, dude, get the, get out of here. Like obviously more professional, but it's like, dude, get out of here. Stuff like that. Um, but you're right. I think it's the passion thing. It's because what we're doing is we're, we're coming into, we're coming into like the influencer age and we're looking up like, how do you min max this? And how do you do that? And how do you do this? How do you do this? And we're also like at this weird age where like we're millennials. So like we're, I don't know where, where in the millennial track we are, but we're millennials. So some of us love the social media and some of us don't, you know, we, we started with MySpace late by the way, in high school. And then Facebook came in late. So it's not an, it's not amazing for people to be hardcore into social media. It's not amazing for people to not be hardcore into social media. It's not, it's not amazing for people to be right in the middle. Whereas the younger generation from our experience without having done a, a survey, like, Obviously, they grew up with it. Like, that's a fact. They grew up with it more so. People that are younger than us grew up with the social medias. And they sort of grew up with, with like, literally with it. So, like, they were 
they saw the rise of Facebook and they were into it from the beginning type of thing. Whereas cell phones weren't a thing until high school for us. And they weren't smartphones. They were cell phones. And then cell phones became smartphones in like the end of my my high school. People were getting, people were starting, but not always had, starting to get cell phones in grade nine for me, which is in Canada, there's four years of high school, nine through 12. And then you can whatever, go back. We're not going to get into that. But regardless, um, nine through 12 minimum for high school and without any certain circumstances. But the point is like four years, like that's what I'm trying to draw attention to. Four years, we saw MySpace be big and people have friggin' flip phones. And then in those four years, we became, not only did we basically go from like kids to young adults effectively, but you also become, you also have Facebook, Twitter come in there. Instagram, maybe? I don't even remember. I don't even I don't even remember talking about Instagram back then. Facebook, Twitter, which I didn't have, and like and then people starting starting to get smartphones. Starting. And it was it was like, hey guys, look, I have this like smashed glass screen app on my phone. Like that was or like, oh, I can open I, I have a flashlight app on my phone. That was what we were doing. Like, that was how phones were back then. Like, they weren't this powerful tool. They weren't something you would work on very much. It wasn't that. It was starting to become it with the, you know, rise from cell phones to smartphones. So, we're at that weird point where we do not. The reason why I know this is a huge tangent, but there's a reason. Because we do not, like, look at Twitter as something that's, like, a passion. Like, I'm not like, man, I got to keep my Twitter profile up. Like, I, I often, like, I'll use Twitter all the time. I'll log in there. I'll log into Instagram. I'll log into Facebook. Just because I'm looking for something to scroll, I am not looking and being like, this would be an awesome time to post this picture, right? And I take a ton of pictures. I buy phones to take pictures. And it's almost just like I'm doing like the old school thing, the old school 90s thing of keeping them in my photo album, except my photo album is digital and it's on my phone. <laughs> That's the only difference. And I don't think like it'd be awesome to post this picture. Ooh, let's get this trend trendy thing. And whenever I see someone bring up something that's really trendy, that's what pushes Mike to eye, like I to be like, man, we should get more into the social media, which we then go into the social media, and then it's not a passion project, so then it falls off. And so I know for sure that like it needs to become a muscle memory. We need to do the social media. That's not going anywhere, but that's one of the reasons why it's not like I'm not like hell yeah my Twitter profile like hell yeah let's do it like I'm never like that. But what I think we need to do maybe is find a passion project and then just force ourselves in the passion project to post about it. Like, Hey, look, we built the new screen. Hey, look, we built the new API call. Hey, look, we built the new share menu. I don't know, make it stuff up. And then that way we're doing both. And then slowly one would like slowly, I'm sure we'll get into social media. I realize that some people are getting out of it and maybe rolling their eyes being like, you should be leaving, but this, this is the industry. So that's whatever, but like, we're going to be getting more into it or we should be getting more into it. We should say, but we're, we're not, we're in that weird age, and I'm sure there's people younger than us, to be clear, that they hate social media, don't use it, whatever. But, like, we literally were not brought up with it. We got it, like, at young adulthood, maybe, like, 15, 16 even. So, you know, we were driving when, like, Facebook became a real popular thing. You know, just starting to drive. So, like, that's that's sort of our, that's sort of my shtick, anyway, with social media. Is it's just, it doesn't feel like muscle memory. So smartphones became muscle memory because it was like, damn, like this is nice to have all this information in front of me instead of going to my computer because the computer and the internet was the thing. But we, I do anyway, remember a time when we do not have computer, not have internet <laughs> or di- and we, or we had dial up internet, you know? So this is just, this is just 
I think it's just a thing, right? It's just something we have to deal with, like whatever. There's people older than us using social media like crazy. There's people younger than us using not using social media. Yep, exactly. So it's not it's not a full on excuse, but you're right. Like it, it's not something that's ingrained in us uh, just because we're of that age that didn't grow up with it. But regardless, I think the the takeaway from all this is we need to find that passion project that intersects a few different things. One is passion obviously like we're you and i liking it and also our community enjoying it correct and then that, so that will generate the, the social media posts absolutely because when we're passionate about it we'll want to talk about it exactly that's the thing like that's just that's just going to happen so i think we need to like not that not not focus on social media but we absolutely need to just sit down work out this passion project between our between ourselves like have working sessions treat that like our project right now figuring out what we want to do for HTML of things for the community. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what kind of what I wanted to get out in this, in this segment. I don't think, obviously we're not going to find that passion project talking about it right now, but I think we do need to passion get, project, Mike, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get it going. Um, but I think we do need to just be serious about it. And every time we meet every week, have a discussion on what, what we think we should be doing and, and we do that thing, like in the last episode, we talk about it. Every time we one of us mentions an idea, the other one rips it apart. And that's good. Like, that's what we should be doing. Right. And we need to find that one that, like, we're both like, I can't, you know, like, I mean, I, find, I see some negative, like, I see some, you know, things that could go wrong, but I can't rip it apart. And when we're both in that state and we're both happy and we're both like, let's do it, that's when we know that we've, we've accomplished it. Here's like a weird thing I just thought of. What if we, and like, I'm not saying we're going to do this, but this is like a total radical idea. What if we took, both took a two week vacation each. So like effectively we'd shut down the business, but like, like just bear with me. We take a two week vacation each, but we still work the normal amount. Okay. But we only work on what we want. Now, whether we do this together or separate, doesn't matter. But we report on it. And we determine what was getting us out of bed in the morning. Because if you think about a vacation in the, in the traditional sense right now, you're almost forcing yourself to be calm, which in and of itself is a negative experience. Like, I've always found myself like, when I'm like, this is my day off. Like, what the fuck? Like, why are these people calling me? Like, even if it's just people, like, not even work. It's just people. It's like, stop bugging me. But, like, that's a part of life experience. People calling you, you know? And I found that like just dealing with it is better. And just being away from work is the is the thing that is fine. You know what I mean? I don't need to be calm on Saturday. I just need to be away from work for a bit. So what if we did I, like a two week two week experiment where we we still we we take digital dynasty design work away, but we work the same amount. So we're not like going on a vacation, like going on a trip. And we see what we would do. Like, are we going to write about speakers? Are we going to write about gaming? Are we not going to write? Are we going to go out and shoot videos? Are we going to vlog? Are we going to... What are we going to do? I mean, I would love to do that. Um, but I don't know if I can afford to do that. I, I'm i not saying we necessarily do it. I'm just thinking, like, like maybe it's, maybe it's short term. Like, maybe it's a couple days or something. Or maybe it's, like, yeah. two weeks collectively. So you take two days here, two days here, two days here. You do that a few times. Yeah. Like what I mean is, is like, it's like seriously, what is it would that would get us? Like if money was no object and we're just like the hell with all this crap. Like we're not going to deal with this taxing and 
business licenses and like whatever else, all the, you know, legal stuff you got to do. And we're just like the hell with this. And we just had money somehow floating into our accounts. What is the thing that we would do? Like, are we just going to sit down and game all day? Maybe. Maybe I would. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. But like it has. Yeah. So that it's an interesting thought. The other thought that you brought up there that's f- fairly smart is uh, having two separate passion projects as well because that would require like your way would require us to not be communicating which means we're obviously not gonna be working on the same project which is fine in my opinion maybe uh, maybe having both of us work on something different as long as it intersects with the fact that community is interested in it, which they should be if it's something development related um finding finding or or even like that you know those few days that you take to just find something that you want to do like that might that might be the the end of the day you know what i mean like it might it might take you three days to find something that's worthwhile doing well that's exactly what i mean is like that's why i was suggesting the two weeks is because like i might spend the first week just sitting on my ass and then i realize like like i'm then i'm getting now i'm getting bored but i'm not allowed to do work stuff so what am i gonna do and then i think that'll drive it out of me yeah and and the thing yeah, I mean, and the thing is is like the reason why I say this is I don't actually want the community to be interested in it. I don't want that to be a a point of it. What I want what I want it to happen is like you go do your shit, I go do mine, right? Let's let's just say ideally we both have the two weeks. You go do yours, I go do mine, and then we both report back. Now whether we have like a contingency of like we have to post on Twitter about it or something, I don't know, right? I don't have the full thing fleshed out. But then we come back, maybe a podcast episode, and we say, what did you do? And uh, maybe, like, again, I'm just totally throwing this out there. Like, oh, I, like, became really, like, interested in different mouse technology. I don't know. And I was, like, really cataloging that and writing about gaming mice. Or, like, tweeting about it a lot. Or I bought a few gaming mice and I was, like, messing around with them. Or, like, oh, I became really interested in Arduinos and I started messing with that. And I want, like, us to both have something separate. It could be the same thing, but we don't communicate, right? It could be the same thing. We have two, two things that are separate, and then we see how those intersect. I don't want the pressure of the intersect. I want to see how those right, things naturally intersect. And then we say, wait a second, maybe we're both interested in Arduinos or something. Again, just make it something up. But the community is interested in user interfaces and, like, obviously, web stuff. So then let's build a control module from the web to our Arduinos so we can still do our Arduinos. And then that way we're posting about it because we're like, guys, check out this freaking awesome slider that like controls LEDs or something. Totally, you know, making this up. But maybe that is something we need to do. We need to have two weeks where we like secure money. We're like, we don't want to worry about like, Jesus, we got to invoice this person, you know. And we just see what happens. I mean, I would love to do that, obviously. I would love to to have those to have that time to figure out what we want to do and I think your I think that way is is a really good way of doing it. I just I don't know if it's realistic in the sense that like I don't, I don't think I could take 2 weeks off. And even if it's one day a week, let's say first of all there's a couple of issues with that. One, I don't even know if I can take one day a week off at this point. And two, the other issue is um it's just too slow then. I, I'm talking, in the same like, boat too, though. Months. Like to be fair, like there's yeah, a bunch of crap that like exactly. So I think I think it's a good part. idea and and it would probably work, but I think we need to do it a different way. And whether that be just taking an hour or two a day, where we just you know say screw it to Digital Dynasty and just work on something else and try to figure something out, that's more realistic. And again, I I don't I I like the idea of having it separate and not worrying about the intersection. I think that that is a good idea. Just 
figure out what we want to do and then see if we can intersect it or see if we need to if we can adapt it to something that makes sense i don't mind that and then coming back and talking about it like that that's a good that whole premise is good i just think we need to work on how we want to do it and we can i think we'll let's work it out like out offline yeah like like this might never happen like i'm just that just something that went like popped in my brain you know yeah it makes sense uh but yeah i think i think, we're I think that's news, it i right? think if you want to if we want to do uh web news yeah let's do the web news do I, don't, I don't think it's yeah. gonna be uh, super super long but um yeah basically the web news is like let me just actually i wrote it on my i wrote it on my phone okay let's throw some rough <laughs> points okay so what is your excuse what is your excuse for for going mobile so we hear a lot about like how workplaces are mobile now and like you can you can like you know with the rise of the blackberry and the rise of the smartphone and the rise of like mobile internet and the rise of like having sim cards and some laptop models and the rise again keep saying rise but the rise of thin and light laptops that are also powerful enough to do stuff and the actual rise of laptops themselves being totally viable as like full workstations right there's a lot of tech out there that's mobile but what is your excuse for being mobile do you like having it so you can walk around the house? Do you just like the fact that it's less like less uh, heavy? Do you want the opportunity to travel? Are you like are you actively traveling? Probably not right now, obviously, but in general, like are you actively traveling? Are you a person that uh, just likes the idea of it? What is it? So I'll just kind of lay out mine. So I'm kind of a working commercial, uh, or like a living commercial rather. Uh, I use a whole bunch of devices. I have a Samsung Tab Pro S beside me, a few years old now. I have a personal, only personal, like strictly, iPad behind that. I have uh, a phone, of which we may get a work phone soon, and I have a, I have a, a personal slash work phone right now, and I use them all. I do, you know, field the calls with the phone. I field the calls with the phone. I have... Uh, all my stuff interconnected, so all my Google Photos and all that stuff is installed on all my devices. Uh, I have like times where I will go to edit a photo, and I'll edit it on my on my phone because I have the S Pen, so it's actually like a cursor and it's easy to go. But then I'll be like, no, 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 I need a slightly bigger screen, but I don't want to go to my workstation, so I'll use my iPad if it's for a personal photo, or I'll use uh, my Tab Pro S, which also has a stylus, um, for uh, for like slightly larger edits because my tab pro s is windows 10 pro uh but it's obviously like a it's a tablet <laughs> so uh so you know it's limited in that way slightly so then i use that um so if i need a little more power but i don't want to come to the workstation uh and i don't need multiple screens and i'll use my laptop like i am a working commercial and i like the idea of moving my tech around and i like the idea like i've always been a fan of the idea of thinking about you know, like when like a, a a mobile mobile phone, mobile device, mobile whatever person, like a manufacturer like Apple or whoever, they come out and they say like, this is the new tool for productivity, right? And this is how people are going to handle their conversations. This is how people are going to handle their smartphones. It's going to handle like blah, 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 blah. I like taking those ideas, not using them exactly unless they directly apply to me, of course, and using them for my own unique thing. So... I have smart speakers all over the place. That is something that I never thought would ever happen. I never thought I would really like it, but tried one, was like, hell yeah, and now they're all over the place. I got smart speakers, smart screens. Those things connect to my iPad. They connect to my phones. 
all over the damn place. I got, you can ask for music in any room. You can ask for lights to turn on in any room. You can ask for, you can ask for the humidity in the damn utility room (laughs) if you'd like. Like, you can use these things. So this is why I'm mobile, because I like being interconnected, even if it's just from the main floor to the upper floor to the mid floor, like to the basement. Like, I like just having the interconnectivity, and I like the idea of of computing happening anywhere. And there's a new TV or something, I've only looked at like a 10 second clip of it, of something called Samsung The Wall. Now, I don't know what the full thing is, but if my walls could not be paint and could be screens, it's all over. Like, I, like I'm going to do it. Like, if, it, if it's within a budget, I'm g- like, I am, I am going to do it. Yep. Okay. So, for me, it's a little bit different. Mine, mine is a little bit different motivation. So, before COVID, there was a few things that I need, absolutely needed for my mobile setup. I needed... I needed a powerful enough computer. It, need, it needed to be a Mac so I can handle iOS building and stuff like that. Um, I needed an ability to add an extra screen. So I had an iPad with uh, with an app on it that could act as a second screen. So I, ha- I had a pretty decent mobile setup. And it was fairly cost effective. Like my my, ta- my computer is fairly old. My, like Not my computer, but my yeah, um, my laptop. It's like a 2013 MacBook Pro. Uh, but it was, it, it was perfectly fine. I was even thinking about like, for this year, if everything was going well, I was going to upgrade to the newest uh, MacBook Pro, like that 16-inch that came out, because I would be using it more often. The idea for this year was actually to travel a lot more. I was supposed to be going to California, uh, I believe at least four times, potentially up to six during the whole year, plus a couple conferences. So I was supposed to be traveling all over the place, and I needed to have an efficient workstation along the way. So it kind of made sense. When COVID hit... <laughs> um, it kind of obviously took my plans out the window. So I was like not getting a new MacBook anytime soon. That's for sure. Uh, Cause there's no traveling. Didn't need to go to California. Didn't need to go to the States. Didn't need to go to any conferences. Not, I don't think, I think next year is going to be essentially the same thing. I like, I'm fairly certain that there's not going to be much travel next year for me. So the mobile kind of went out the window, but my interest was still very high. Like I'm still extremely interested in mobile hardware for whatever reason. Um, and I think it's just because of the technology, like I'm really, I'm a really big technology fan. So I'm always on top of it for laptops. Like I'm always really excited when a new laptop comes out the night that's thin and light, uh, and can do like, you know, super powerful gaming and can, you know, still have eight hours of battery life and do all my programming on it and be able to game on the, on my off time for no reason other than the fact that it's cool that it's there. And uh, just a side reason would be to like be able to just do do my workflow, my works, my my work from any place, at least around me right now. I used to really like doing going to coffee shops and working sometimes for especially work that didn't require a lot of development. Um, now, obviously, again, that's kind of thrown out the window. So it's one of those things that like out of necessity, there was a time when I needed a lot of different mobile technologies like i use my phone a lot when i was working my tablet again was like a second screen and a test device uh and my laptop was a main a main device so i was very much in that mobile workstation mode now ever since the pandemic i'm not prioritizing it but i'm also still for some reason extremely interested in it 
Yeah, it, it. I mean, it outlines one of those things that is like a bit of a passion for us is like we're just tech enthusiasts and that's why we always have our head turned because we're always like, oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? And it's almost like a distraction at this point. And it's like mobile tech is sort of like the thing that's booming right now. Uh, although wearables, I guess, is the next thing because, you know, sm- smartphones are coming, quote unquote, mundane or whatever you want to call it. Although there's foldable screens now. So that's the new thing. But I mean, mobile tech is the is the future, honestly. Um my, I mean, I'm still using my old computer because it's like more or less a workstation here, but like my main quote unquote, my main computer is a laptop that I have here too. And it's, it's way more powerful than my desktop. My desktop's old, like almost 10 years old. Uh, but it's like totally fine for work. And like, I have a dock already for my laptop. It's like literally over there, but I also use it for my tablet because like it's, it's a mobile dock. So it's, <laughs> it's compatible with both. And, uh, like I can just like, if this computer goes, I can literally just decommission this computer, plug in my laptop with like a couple of plugs into my desktop setup and that's it. I'm ready to go. And it's like, just as like, it's modern and powerful. And I I do use my laptop, you know, to be clear, uh, I'm using it all the time. I use it as a laptop right now. And, uh, I do use a laptop quite a bit. So it's just one of those things. Like it, it's, I think it's the future of tech. It's the fact that like these big heavy computers are, you know, obviously going to be still around and like, to be clear, they're still enthusiasts. They're still going to be more cost effective, uh, for the foreseeable future. Anyway, they're still going to be, you know, getting more powerful. There's still, there's still way more cooling available on these things. Uh, same, same reason why consoles are big and pretty damn big this generation with PlayStation five. And that's because there's like the cooling and obviously you're not bringing that PlayStation five around and, you know, as like, like a phone, you're not doing that. And so it's one of those things. And so, but mobile tech is sort of the future thing. And it's sort of like averting our gaze. It's sort of like making us look, I mean, like, Ooh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Whereas it's interesting to see the newest graphics cards and stuff like that. Sure. But it is really interesting when it's like this laptop can just like rip through and you're like, damn, look at that thing. You know, that's awesome. Or like the one where there's like the second screen on the bottom, like mobile tech is where the innovations are happening. Whereas like desktops are sort of solidified as an enthusiast grade thing and they're not going to go anywhere and like people make really sick looking like you know rgb setups and they have like cool glass that like you know makes it reflective and some of them have like the water cooler uh, not water cooler but like a like a water tank almost looking thing almost like a fish tank type of thing aquarium computer whatever they want to call them like there's there's cool things happening in all the spaces but in terms of like the manufacturers getting involved like mobile is where it's at like i can totally see maybe not my next phone but the phone after absolutely probably going to be a foldable screen Hundred percent. Like I can honestly see that, and then we maybe maybe my next laptop might be literally like a big ass weird foldable thing that like rolls up or some some crazy thing. But like really, you know? Or you, you're talking about mobile screens having like a second mobile screen. One of them might be like a poster. It might roll up like a poster. That's not impossible at this stage. No. You know? So yeah. And that's all fascinating stuff. The the only other thing I uh, I wanted to add that I forgot is um cottages so or going on like uh extended vacations or extended stays somewhere else just in nature for me i i really like cottages um my wife and i enjoy just being out in the forest in a cottage or you know close to a a smaller city but far enough away that you're you know in a forest and i was i'm thinking next year might be a year where instead of traveling around the world we do a little bit more cottaging uh, and going to places like that and maybe for extended stays and I'll, you know, that's when I'll build out my mobile setup. That's when I'm going to maybe invest a little bit of money, a little bit of time and creating a really nice mobile setup so I can go to a cottage, 
be able to hook everything up and still have a good productive work day. Not that I don't have productive work days sometimes uh, when I need to, but again, having a limited amount of screen real estate and power does limit me. Um, and the and the other thing that limits me obviously is the mobile is the internet. But I think what I'll do is I'll try to find cottages that are at least closer to bigger cities that will probably have decent internet. So I'm I'm gonna proactively look for something like that. Uh, just renting them for now, obviously, and and seeing where that goes. So that's maybe where I'm gonna be using mobile setups more often next year. I I thought for sure you were gonna like transition it into like a go RVing ad. <laughs> Like it was just like cottaging is the new traveling, like some some yeah. freaking thing, you know. Essentially, that's what it is now for us. Like, can't go anywhere else. Can't go to the states. Can't go to really Mexico or Cuba or anything like that. Um, go to travel around Canada. And really, like, I'm not Maybe even get an RV. I'm not even. Uh, I mean, you could like go ahead, uh, but <laughs> I like having like a home base, and I like having those experiences to visit. If that makes sense. Like it's sort of like yeah. the thing where I still am, I'm still like a tourist when I go to even Toronto and we're like close to Toronto. I like the idea of being able to like not right now because it's like pretty populated and like trying to stay away from people yeah. obviously, but uh, I like the idea of still being a tourist in Toronto. Whereas like some people are like I really like it here I want to move here but I'm like no 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 I want to keep this like a place I visit. So like when I come here it's like damn this place is cool and I like to walk around. Whereas it's not just like fucking like the traffic here you know. Where, like, the, the people are there for so much, they get annoyed by the place. Like, Jesus, this intersection sucks. Whereas I'm still like, oh, look at that building. Like, <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a damn tourist, uh, as I've said on my Instagram a few times. But I think that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, like, I don't. I like having, like, a really good main setup. And I like the idea yeah. of having, like, like, my laptop, for example, is not a battery king. It's like two hours, maybe. Maybe. So it's very much like a mobile workstation where it's like what you're kind of saying with the cottage where it's very easy to like pack it up, not as easy as a thin and light to pack it up because you still got to bring the power brick and stuff. So it takes like maybe five minutes to pack up, but it's not a desktop where it's like, get the cable, get this, get that. It's like you bring this one package that's big and heavy, less heavy than a desktop, more heavy than a, more heavy than like a thin and light, but it has the power of in between as well. Right. And then you can, you, you kind of put it out on the cottage or you put it out wherever you're doing and then you have like a mobile workstation and that's like sort of the that's sort of like the different tiers i guess of the mobile tech but uh i mean i think that's a good conversation i think we've had a good uh do good episode i think we've kind of covered everything unless you have anything else to add mike i think you run the old conclusion here runner up Alrighty. well remember we're on that patreon that's patreon.com slash html the thing so if you want to support the show give that a go and many thanks to our three dollar tier patrons sean from rabbitworks javascript via youtube.com slash rabbitworks javascript garrick from local path computing and web design via localpathcomputing.com ryan gatchel from blue black digital via blueblackdigital.com chris from self-made web design of well excuse me self-made web designer via selfmadewebdesigner.com tim from the web hacker via thewebhacker.com dl ford from dlford.io and bib hashdash from twitter via at bib hashdash feel free to leave a comment or review on the platform that you're listening to this on and this outro will sign us off you've been listening to html all the things podcast web development 
web design, and small business. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you appreciate that we talk to you like human beings. And we hope you had some fun. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at HTML All The Things. And on Twitter at HTML Everything. Until next time, this is HTML All The Things. Signing off.